0: Hello and welcome to the Jester's Court, uh, where we take a look at products that tend to to unfairly get a bad rap and try to redeem them. I am your host, Mike, and with me, as almost always, is the wonderful Mom Thulu. Or Jen. What's up, bitches? (laughs) How are you doing tonight, Mom Thulu? What have you been up to?
1: Uh, You know, yawning a whole lot on camera. That's what I've been doing ever since you started filming. Um, But I haven't been up to much. What about you?
0: I had the pleasure of changing a flat tire on the interstate today. And it was everything it's advertised to be.
1: Scary experience for sure.
0: Especially with two children in the car who were, you know, I'm bored.
1: I'm bored. Yeah.
0: Poor, our poor son. I had to get scary, Dad, like, do not go out of the car.
1: (laughs) Do you think that he would have, though?
0: I very much think of, on a long enough timeline, he would have.
1: Wow. Sometimes uh, kids with ADHD have no like self-awareness of danger. They're just like, I'm bored. I'm going to do a thing. You know, just they What are you do doing? It. Yeah.
0: All right, boys and girls. Before we get started tonight, it is time for shout-outs where we recognize our awesome patrons. We have this month Kyle Keir, Firebrandt, Derek Diamond, and Momthulu sitting here in front of you. Yep, here I am. Thank you all for helping us keep the lights on. If you, too, want to become a patron, just head on over to patreoncom slash jesters Court. Our tiers start as low as 3 bucks a month. And that'll bring us to the main event. Tonight, we are talking about... Right off the bat, great music, because Elfman is awesome. Yeah, is it Elfman music that you're listening to
1: right now?
0: Yes. But that's right, we're talking about The Frighteners, starring Michael J. Fox, and was directed by a little-known guy, Peter Jackson. I don't really know that. Hey, Monthulu, do you know that guy?
1: Yeah, I know that guy.
0: (laughs) He might have done a thing or two.
1: Yeah, I did a a few things, uh, most notably the Lord of the Rings series.
0: Lord Um, of the Rings. Is that like a jewelry show?
1: Yeah, it's totally a jewelry show. Um, he did a bunch of other stuff, too. Like, did you know that he directed King Kong, which is actually kind of a shitty movie, but, you know.
0: It was a project of his. Did you know that?
1: Yeah. Like, uh, he
0: wanted, he very much wanted to do that he movie. He
1: wanted to do it, right. If you know anything about Peter Jackson, you know that Peter Jackson signs up for lots of projects. And sometimes they don't deliver. Fortunately for us, he delivered Lord of the Rings, like, all of them, like, 100% great movies. Um King Kong, not so much. Some of his earlier stuff, not so much. But he 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 has been known to deliver.
0: All right, so we're going to talk about the frighteners, and as we did last week, before we do our little breakdown, we are going to do a rundown of the movie. Hopefully, I do a better job this week than I did last week, my first attempt.
1: Yeah, you did shitty last week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Awesome. You're welcome. Yeah, you did shitty.
1: If if I'm not here to tell you where you've not done well, then what am I here for?
0: Witty banter.
1: Oh yeah, that's right.
0: And would I talk to just myself? My my episodes last about fifteen minutes.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the
0: frighteners. We open on a creepy house in the rain, and inside we see a young woman running away from something, and an older lady basically calling her slut from upstairs. What? Uh, that what I me? Mean, what? That—that's what was happening. She's like, she is evil. She is the sins of the flesh. I, I summarized. She called her slut. She's calling her slut.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll give it to you. Whatever.
0: Um, we find out later that the young woman running is Patricia, who is one of our main characters. Mm-hmm. Um, she's being attacked by the walls, or more accurately, something that looks like coming from inside the walls. It's that effect that they did a lot in the '90s. Yeah. Like the wall pushes out.
1: They did it a lot with what Mar- uh nightmare on elm street films so they did they, mm-hmm. nightmare on elm
0: street i'm pretty sure created it if i'm not mistaken that, that effect. yeah but
1: theirs wasn't like cgi or anything like that it was actually like a, a false wall like a latex sheet that they were having Yeah, somebody, this like, this
0: is the horror it. movie that cgi built
1: yes you are right it was one <laughs> of the very early cgi's
0: meanwhile grandma is back up is upstairs still with a shotgun Yep. Um and we flash I wrote flash to modern time, but this is actually happening in the same time. In so modern it. times, yeah. right? And it's she not, shoots. It, it feels the like shit a flashback, the... but it's actually not a flashback. Right,
1: right. Patricia is being choked by the rug. Like the rug has become a, a like a person, an entity that it's like choking her. And um grandma, it's not grandma, it's Patricia's mother, but mom shoots the rug thing and
0: so it's not ending a flashback, fires. it actually is just quickly transitioning to it, for some reason an editor is reading a news story out to the person who wrote it. Don't ask mm-hmm. me the deep, you know, why that's happening. About all the deaths. It's basically an exposition dump to tell us that there's been a lot of deaths lately, a lot of people dying of heart attacks, and this is a town that's already known for murder thanks to a nice big massacre at the asylum. Yeah. Right. In between that, we're seeing like image cut in between that scene, we're also seeing a funeral where we meet Frank played by Michael J. Fox. Who is sleezing around handing out cards for his psychic detective agency before they properly toss him out.
1: Psychic investigator, not detective. He's a psychic investigator.
0: And that's different how?
1: Because detectives solve crimes. He's just there. He's just investigating hauntings.
0: So anyway, he gets tossed out. And while driving home, um, it's kind of amazing Frank has not already been killed by his own driving. God, he's he a
1: terrible driver. He is cutting through the
0: grass. He is almost hitting people. And in fact, he wrecks into um, a guy's lawn while on the way home.
1: That would be Ray.
0: Yes. Um.
1: So, yeah, the, Ray jumps out of the house and, like, runs out there. And he's, like, bitching about this front lawn. He's not interested at all the person in the car if they were hurt or not. He's just more concerned that the fact that his lawn has his grass.
0: Been, he's making right. a point of like you're gonna pay for every blade of grass.
1: Exactly. And and uh, you know, he's he gives he gives Ray his card and he says, um you know, give me a call and we'll 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 get we'll this work worked out. out. And Ray's still yelling at him, I'm gonna sue you for every time. And uh so Frank pulls out and when he does, he makes sure that he runs over like his 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 garden gnomes.
0: <laughs> he's yeah and it's funny because later on we'll, we'll get to it later on but when he comes back he actually makes sure that he hits another piece of the fence <laughs> <laughs>
1: every single time yeah
0: <laughs> um but it flashes kind of quickly and that happens a lot in this movie but now we're flashed to uh who we'll find out is her name is lucy pulling up to the uh, house in front of the asylum which is where the story began um she she came in she's filling in for another doctor she finds patricia sees where the, the burns on her neck from where someone's choking her and is immediately convinced that she's being abused by
1: Chris. yeah she's there for her hand though like she the reason why uh lucy and her last name is, Lipinski, is there is because she was called to the house because patricia cut her hand during that altercation so she's trying to get her to her get patricia's mom to like let them leave the house and go and get stitches but she's like absolutely not give her antibiotics
0: and to be fair to the assumption about you know oh my god she's abused the mom is not helping that at all no not at all because the mom is being all shady and everything like right. i can put her i can have her locked up anytime i want
1: right and then she says some really cryptic shit at the end there and she was she says um they said that she was she was just like, used accessory after the fact, but I know the difference. I know it was cold-blooded murder. That's what she says when she shows Dr. Lipinski
0: out. Which obviously gets her um, curiosity up, because we're gonna cut again, and now, excuse me, now Lucy's watching a documentary about the mass killing.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: perpetrated by a gentleman named Bartlett, who is played Mm -hmm. by Jake Busey. Johnny
1: Bartlett, right.
0: Johnny Bartlett. Um... Oh, and you find out in the scene that Lucy is married to Ray, the angry lawn guy. (laughs)
1: Yes. And um, Johnny Bartlett was, and Patricia were romantically involved. So the, the whole story of the massacre that they're watching is that Bartlett went into the asylum owned by Patricia's parents and just shot up a bunch of people. He got him 13 victims, I believe. 12. No, 12.
0: That comes up later.
1: Right. And he, he says, um, as they're, you know, they're, they're in the documentary that she's watching, uh, Johnny Bartlett, as they're wheeling or they're leading him to the courthouse, he says, Got me a score 12. That's one more than Starkweather. And then they go to talk about yeah, Starkweather. Um,
0: Johnny's a little okay. obsessed with being the best serial killer on the, the planet. The
1: best serial killer on the planet, right.
0: Uh, the documentary, as I think you might have just pointed out, does, does say that Patricia was arrested as an accessory. Mm hmm. So she did spend some time in prison, and she got released recently. Not recently, like within the last few years. But she got yeah, released under house, her released mom. to
1: mom.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, it's at this point where we start getting the haunting. Um, lights start flashing in the room. Um, for some reason, not for some reason, we know why, because he's a con man. But um, Ray finds Frank's card conveniently yes. in the bed. As it's levitating and you know, uh-huh. all this haunting is going on.
1: You know what my favorite part of this whole scene is is that while the bed is levitating with Lucy on it and like all this shit is happening, there's an Elvis statue that kind of like floats in front of Ray, and he's like, he's alive, and like he's not like, even worried about
0: Lucy. It's, it's a great haunting scene because this is where the horror comedy comes in, because it's the funniest. Yeah. Uh not dark or scary at all. It is literally just hilarious. Yes. Um, Lucy calls Frank, much to um, Ray's... <laughs> Ray was not happy yes, about that at all. much
1: to his dismay.
0: Um, who arrives and, as I mentioned before, Frank hits the fence to make purposely make sure to hit another chunk of the fence.
1: Yes, and take out more gnomes.
0: Um, as as Frank comes in, um, you'll see this later because he says the exact same phrases to someone else. But he's yes. very clearly a con man. What's funny is, he's a con man who he can see the ghost. That part's real. But he uses the ghost to make money.
1: He and the ghost are in on it together.
0: Yeah. So. Um he gets in the house, he pulls out what looks like a radio. Right. Um, with some glowy lights on it. And a squirt gun with holy water. <laughs> and he's walking around and it's very Peter Wakeman-esque. Yes. From Ghostbusters when he's walking around with that little squishy thing. Yeah. He's just randomly spraying places with the holy water. Right. In the oh. in the
1: fridge, in the freezer.
0: All while talking about how this is t- totally technical, like, oh yeah, this happens this time of year, and oh my god, right. it's a full-on this, um, in a very flashy scene. He takes care takes care of the ghost. So I'm doing quotations if you're on the pod.
1: <laughs> the, the, the little radio spits out a little tiny gift bag, yes. a little like metallic. It looks like, gift like a little bag.
0: coffee sample bag,
1: <laughs> and he puts it in the garbage disposal.
0: Um, but we do get a first little bit of ominousness as he's leaving the house. By the way, they, they managed to to talk their way into calling it even. So the whole yeah. reason for this haunting was so that Frank did not have to pay for <laughs> the,
1: lawn, the lawn. And, he and in out. fact,
0: talks him into an extra hundred bucks. Did you catch that? Yeah, At the I very did. end of it, he's like, well well, well, we'll call it even. But call it a hundred bucks. I can't go out of pocket. Right. <laughs> My expenses. But as Frank is leaving, we see the number 37 glowing on Ray's forehead.
1: Forty-seven. No, you're 37. right. 37. thirty-seven.
0: Thirty-seven. Because later on, he's they're talking about forty-one. Right. So thirty-seven, and now he for says, the first what's time, the
1: number. Right. Uh, yeah.
0: Now for the first time, Frank looks worried. Yeah. So as Frank leaves, you see, um, that at this point, I'm calling him the Wall Man. Later on, I'll call him the Hooded Ghost. But yes, the 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 action ghost is there, and he's he, they see him as Frank right. is leaving. Uh, as Frank gets home. The two ghosts that were in the house come out of his trunk, and this is yeah. where we find out, as we said, that these ghosts were actually working for him. And one yeah. is, and I don't know the actor's name, but the um the black gentleman, I love him. He was in House, he was in uh, that 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 um, Boston Public, the school show.
1: Uh, let me see.
0: He's uh, hilarious,
1: Cyrus. He, that's the name of the ghost, Chai McBride.
0: Yes, yes, okay. he is so freaking funny.
1: Yes, he's there. And Stuart is the name of the other ghost, and there's a third ghost in the house that's helping, and his name is The Judge. Played, played by, by Sean
0: Austin's stepdad.
1: John Austin, yes.
0: Um, And I just have written here some great scenes with Frank and the ghost, because the, most of the comedy, as a matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and say all the comedy of this, except for Jeremy Combs, yes. is in the interaction of the ghosts.
1: The ghosts. Uh, I, I like when he gets out of the car, and like Stuart, Stuart, you can tell, was like this big dweeb before he died, and... Um, He's like sick, like he, he's got like sick on his face and stuff like that. And so, all that um, Frank does is like just make like barf motions and he gets like Stuart to barf, but he barfs out of his ears because he's a ghost. <laughs> <Yes. So.
0: laughs> uh It's <laughs> then, great. Uh, uh, you also is... find out, not really ominously, like slavery ominously, but you do find out that Frank is kind of keeping the ghost there a little bit against their will, you know, because well, they're, 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 they're like the, the judge just wants to be let go, wants to be released. So but
1: they can go back to the to their graves if they want to. It's you kind of get
0: the feeling that they couldn't though.
1: They can, because remember, um
0: Well not that they about, they physically can but you kinda get the feeling that Frank is however keeping because the judge is like, like, man, let me retire.
1: Yeah, he 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 um he definitely talks them into and they're at at one point they're even like talking their terms like they're gonna go on strike over Frank's morning cup of coffee. So <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, We do come to the next morning and now we're flashing to another con job. Um, uh, This time there's babies. And again, another hilarious scene because there's three babies in this house and this poor housekeeper um, nanny, whatever she is, and the babies are just floating through the air coming at them.
1: Yeah, you know what what's great about that is whenever Stuart and Cyrus are there, they were like, hey kids, you want to help us scare the crap out of And the kids your can mom? see them. And... and they're like, the kids are like, and he's like, the kids always get it. <laughs>
0: Um, So, you know, finds a card again, conveniently. Frank mm-hmm. gets called. And he shows up, starts to get the exact same verbatim spiel that he gave to Lucy and Ray. Um, but it turns out he's um he's been caught.
1: He's been caught, yeah. Caught. Uh, the
0: paper put, put him on the front cover as a yeah. con man.
1: It says, local con man haunts cemetery. They never explain how they know he's a con man. But other than you know, he's saying that he's psychic. But
0: yeah, I mean, they're assuming, and giving how he makes money,
1: right?
0: So Frank goes to the paper to you know complain.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and as he's as he's leaving the paper, we run into. And he Ray sees
1: again. the procession, right? He sees uh, the funeral
0: procession. I'm not sure which order it happens, but
1: it's the you funeral see, procession first. Right? And but then
0: you see Ray, who's a ghost. Um, yes. Clearly, Ray has passed. Right. And you actually find out that Frank knows a little bit of his stuff because he's explaining to Ray how this works, mm-hmm. and you know, oh, why did you pass? First off, why did you pass the light? Yeah, you know, like I'm why thinking, didn't you
1: um... go down the quarter of light, right? But
0: there's some actual, really detailed stuff about how you'll get another chance later, and
1: yeah, like he he really does go into this whole spiel. So you get this, you get this sense that Frank's been dealing with this for a while. <laughs> Not only like that, this...
0: but he actually does know his stuff,
1: right? Um.
0: Um. Ray asked him to take him to see his own funeral, mm-hmm. which is understandable. Um, as we get into the graveyard into the cemetery. We see a, all kinds of ghosts there, including, um, a drill Sergeant Hills, who is played by e- Lee, Lee Emery, who is just freaking amazing. So good. <laughs> who does not like Frank at all. No. And actually, um, this is where you find out the ghost can make contact because he actually starts beating up Frank.
1: Yeah. You know, what's, what's great about that scene is like every time that he does something, he changes outfits when he does it. Yes. So like, so like, you know, he pushes Frank when he's in his drill sergeant uniform and then Frank goes to swing and he's all of a sudden he's in riot gear with like a riot shield and Frank hits it. And then he's like, ah, oh, God damn it. And then uh, all of a sudden he turns around and he's in his boxers and, and a freaking wife beater tank top with boxing gloves on, and you're just like, "What?"
0: It's great.
1: <laughs> yes, it's so good. Uh,
0: so he gets away from Sergeant Hills, who will come back later, folks. Don't worry. <laughs> um, after the funeral, you meet the sheriff of the town, who comes yes. up and asks him about Ray's death, um, and mentions that the FBI is uh, is curious about all the deaths, and um, he actually asks Frank if he can come by to help. Right. Because at various points in the movie, you can, can't tell does the sheriff believe with Frank or right. not. Because sometimes he's calling him a charlatan. Sometimes he's like, hey, can you help us with these weird tips?"
1: Right. Well, that's because obviously Frank has some, at some point has showed that he, he can do things. Um, but at the, at the same breath, you know, like.
0: <laughs> as, as he's trying to leave, though, Lucy sees him at the funeral. Right. And um, asks him. If he has any message from Ray. Ray, who, by the way, is yelling like, yes, yes, tell her this, this. And he kind of stalls. Mm-hmm. And then he finally, and not because Ray was bugging him, but because Lucy, I can't remember the exact line, but she basically implied that she knew he was full of crap. Mm-hmm. And that was when, that was when Frank goes, Ray says, I love you. Right. And we we flash, and it was a flash, to Frank and Lucy at dinner at what looks like a ripoff of Medieval Times without the... <laughs> It's medieval times without the actual performance.
1: Right, everybody's so walking it's around a castle. in medieval
0: wear. They're all dressed like it's Renaissance. It's so I don't crazy. understand it at all. But they're having dinner with Ghost Ray, Lucy, and Frank. Um, and then it's just a conversation, um, some back and forth, some comedy. Um, you know, she asked Ray where the sixteen thousand dollars he invested for her was, and he's like, "The ghost oh, is freaking the out, bad like, investment. oh, I lost it." <laughs> <laughs> But the purpose of this really is you get a little of um, Frank's background. Right. So you find out that he used that. to be an architect. You found out that he started having these gifts after he was in a car accident.
1: That his wife passed away in.
0: I, I don't think at this point it tells you that. Okay. I think at this point he just says he was in a car accident. He kind right, because she,
1: she asks, how does one end up with this gift? And he says you have to be in like a near-death experience or something like that.
0: Ray, at some point, Ray ends up leaving bad. Mm-hmm. Um and then Frank goes to the bathroom and in the bathroom Frank sees another person with a forehead number this time it's 38, 38. and this time Frank actually sees the hooded ghost which I, again I'm still calling Wallman in my notes but later on you'll find out but I don't want to spoil um, and coming and a hooded figure actually reaches through the mirror so I can start calling him hooded figure for real mm-hmm. and kills number 38 guy
1: right and it, it looks like the guy's having a heart attack, but the way that the the thing is killing him and it, they refer to it as like the Grim Reaper. And it does at some point have a, a scythe and everything like a Grim yeah, Reaper. Yeah, it's, it's almost a um, costume.
0: Um, yes. When we find out, when we tell you who the killer is, if you haven't right. seen this, it's it's costume. But, um, the... but I'd be remiss if I didn't point out before you see the hooded figure. So Frank looking around the bathroom,
1: Oh cra- <laughs> crazy!
0: Oh like, crazy!
1: Impossible style. Like yeah,
0: like busting open doors and stuff. Meanwhile, this guy's just peeing. Yeah, he's
1: like, just looking like, out, like,
0: what the hell are you doing?
1: What are you doing? Um, but the the hooded ghost sticks its hand into people's chest and crushes their heart. So you know when they do the autopsies on them, they find that their arteries are clean. There's no reason for a heart attack, but their heart has undergone so much stress that it is literally crushed.
0: So we're gonna we're gonna flashback a couple between a couple scenes here, you, you end up seeing at the police station and they're talking about how Frank was seen leaving the bathroom in a hurry. Mm-hmm. So we're starting to feel that the cops are thinking Frank has something to do with this. You know, he ran out, there was a body in there. Meanwhile, it does flash back to Frank, who was still chasing the hooded ghost with his usual awesome driving. Right. Um. He really drives badly. So bad. Um. And then again, it flashes back and we're back we're looking at the police station where we finally meet FBI Agent Dammers, who is played by the, Amer- the American, the amazing Jeffrey Combs,
1: <laughs>
0: who, if Damers you're a is fan of Star Trek, he is about 30 different characters in Star Trek. Yeah. He is amazing. Um, He's questioning Lucy about Frank and about the dinner. Clearly, you know, the police are sort of thinking it.
1: Right. Agent
0: Dammers is convinced from the get, that Frank is doing Frank this.
1: Frank is doing this. Right.
0: Um, In the process of interrogating Lucy, he does give us more of the story and this is where we find out that the car accident involved Frank's former wife and it was this whole big setup that Harry and his wife were fighting over a garden they got into the accident together Frank's box cutter was missing
1: Right, and her Um, corpse had the number 13 carved into its head
0: And Frank was found two hours after the fact wandering around in the woods claiming he had no memory of anything Right so, Which he
1: kind of holds to in the movie until the very end. Like he, he knows what happens. It's true. Happened.
0: It's true you actually see it revealed to him when he actually remembers what happens. Right. Um, so, Frank, in the process of this, has lost the hooded ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we're flashing back, and now he's back in the car. His three ghost friends, Stuart and um, Cyrus, Cyrus and, the and the judge, are talking. The judge thinks that this is death. He doesn't think mm-hmm. it's a ghost. He doesn't think it's a person. He thinks it's, he thinks it's actually death. Um, And very quickly in that conversation, you see in the distance another dead body. Right. Well, you see the light. Because you saw the mechanic when the guy in the bathroom died. Like a big tunnel of light comes in. Right. And that's, so that's what they see from the distance is in the building. Someone's dead. Mm-hmm. And Frank follows that light. He actually gets there, sees the ghost, actually has the number carved in his head with number 40. Right. Um, almost... It's a museum,
1: though. It's a museum that they're
0: in. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was, it was, a... was number 39 because um, number 40 is actually going to be Lucy. So he sees the dead body who has the number 39 carved in his head. Then he also sees, still alive at this party, a woman with the number 40. And it's the woman who found out he was a charlatan. Right. By the way, just to connect for motive. Her name is everyone. Magda.
1: She's the editor at the paper.
0: Yeah. So this is um, just so you guys know that the, where the motive comes from. The cops are like, okay, now this person, um, hooded ghost almost gets it right there, but the judge saves him. Um, interestingly, this is your favorite scene, Mom <laughs> The judge distracts everyone. Um, to help him, help get Frank get away, and the way he distracts him is he's having sex with a
1: the mummy and a mummy. He was coffin. like, "Ooh, he's like fine woman," and he just jumps in there. You see his like little butt coming in. and out of so, so basically,
0: the timeline is: okay, we see the next victim, number forty. Um, the hooded figure goes after him. The judge comes in, shoots the hooded figure, saves the woman. The police are trying to detain Frank, and Frank gets away in part because the judge just starts making the move on some, some mummy. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's but so funny. Sadly, um, you find out that ghosts can kill ghosts because as they're all making their getaway, the hooded figure kills the judge. With his scythe. Right. This is what you're talking about, the scythe. But on his way out, Frank does grab the next victim, making himself look super innocent, and drives away with the hooded ghost following him in the car. Yep. Um The ghost runs Frank off the road. All the while, see, this is where it gets interesting because all the while, this is why I think he remembered it later, because while this is happening, Frank's having flashes of his wife's death.
1: Yes, and he has Magda in the car. Did you mention that?
0: Yes. He grabbed her on the way out.
1: Right. He, like, punched her in the face.
0: Yeah, I even said, you know, making him look super innocent for the cops. He kidnaps (laughs) her.
1: He literally punches her in the face and drags her out because she had the the number on her head. But
0: so now we're seeing flashes of, of Frank's, you know, while he's running and in all this chaos the hooded ghost gets the magna get number 40.
1: right and you uh, know what's what's crazy is her ghost pops out of her body like screaming at Frank
0: and, and screaming at Frank saying that Frank killed her is Like, right? but but you know he didn't kill you right but um so back at the police station now and you see this gag happens a lot but it's still it landed for me still but it's it's overdone it's a trope uh the 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 FBI is telling the cops, Oh, you're never gonna see Frank again. He's smart, he's resourceful, he's on the run. (laughs) And while he's saying this, Frank just pops up right behind us. Yeah,
1: Frank just like walks in casually, looking around all confused, like to to report that
0: Magna is dead and, you know, near his car. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, of course, the police arrest him because he left for this woman and now she's dead.
1: Right. And Lucy was already there. So she sees them like arresting Frank and she's like, No, you're a good person. You couldn't have done this. I mean, any police officer would be like, how is he crushing hearts? You know, but anyway. But um, Dammers is
0: a little off. I mean, at off. this point, you can tell he's a little off. Right. Trust me, folks, he gets weirder. <laughs> um, and actually, it kicks the sheriff out of the room for making your exact point. The sheriff's right. like, it can't be Frank. And
1: right.
0: he pulls the FBI powers and kicks the sheriff out of the room.
1: Exactly. He's and doing this that. Point, this is my jurisdiction thing.
0: And at this point, we actually get him verbalizing for the first time that he thinks Frank is a serial killer and has killed 28 people, starting with his own wife. Right. Um, So while this is happening, Lucy's left and is at Frank's house because, you know, snooping around. Mm -hmm. Um, And we find we see that Ray is still following around because Ray is following Lucy while she's snooping around.
1: The whole time.
0: And while she's in the house, you know, breaking and entering, she overhears an answering machine message from Patricia's mom. What else? Right. I can't think of the character's name. I just been calling her grandma. Um.
1: In my head. I don't really think that she had a name. Right? They but... had
0: a last name. So I guess you could be Mrs. Right.
1: Uh, Patricia is... Hold on. She is... Patricia Bradley, so Mrs. Bradley.
0: Probably. And maybe that's why I can't yeah. think of her first name. But anyway, it's her asking Frank for help. Right. Spooky stuff is going on.
1: Uh, I'm looking at the cast. She's actually listed as Old Lady Bradley.
0: <laughs> so I wasn't far off by calling her <laughs> grandma on my notes.
1: Right, right.
0: Um. So Lucy shows up, and I don't know if I mentioned this before, but Patricia at her mom's house is actually the... On, property house for the, the asylum where the murders happened.
1: Right. We mentioned it. Yeah. In case
0: I didn't specifically mention. Right. So So the
1: house is there and then the hospital is in the back.
0: Like you would, administrators used to live on site and that's what this was. Mm -hmm. Because Lucy's dad was the hospital administrator during the the shooting. Exactly. So Lucy shows up at the house looking for Patricia. Um, Again, she thinks she thinks this woman's being abused. So she finds Patricia who tells her that her mother says she's evil feeding into her oh my god this woman's abusing her right and gets her to follow um patricia to her mom's room
1: right and that's where they you know they're in there snooping around they find the box cutter well yeah because mom
0: comes basically mom comes home patricia's like oh crap hide in the closet i'll get rid of her and while patricia's hiding in the patricia while lucy's hiding in the closet she finds
1: frank's box box
0: cutter so now she's like what right um as Lucy tries to leave, so, you know, she successf- Patricia successfully distracts Mom. Lucy goes to leave, and we see the hooded ghost following her, and Ray is still with her, and the hooded ghost kills Ray.
1: Mm-hmm. So <laughs> That's now- my favorite part, is he busts, and he's like, Lucy, go, you know? <laughs> like-
0: oh, brave and cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Even though Lucy can't see him, and it means right. nothing. Lucy heads back to the police station to see Frank. She tells him that she found the box cutter. Um, Frank looks up, finally, because it took her a while to convince him, and he sees that Lucy now has 41 written on her forehead.
1: Yeah, and he's, like, grabbing her and, like, moving her around.
0: Uh, well, yeah, because he immediately, as soon as he notices this, the hooded ghost tries to kill her, like, he comes mm-hmm. out. Um, they're saved again by Frank's ghosts, who are, like, the awesome folks in this movie.
1: Yeah, Stuart. Stuart and, yeah. Stuart and Cyrus.
0: Uh, we still have killed one of Frank's ghosts. Stuart. And, grab an orb and this is kind of cool so it kind of suggests that he's getting power from these ghosts because if you after he kills them, you see him reach down and grab a little orb
1: yeah like their soul and he like crushes
0: it yeah so it, it kind of implies maybe that's why he's so much cooler than the other mm-hmm. ghosts because he could do way more things um but frank and lucy make a run for it out the station um and the hooded ghost takes cyrus so now right. all now all our ghost friends are, are gone
1: they're all gone
0: which is really one of the saddest moments in the movie.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> um, Frank says he can't fight the hood as he is. The only way that he needs to have an out-of-body experience. Basically, I can't, <laughs> basically, I can't deal with this guy as a human. I need to
1: right. be. Right. But and his solution was to like...
0: He literally was going to shoot himself in the head. And so um, Lucy has a slightly less crazy plan. <laughs> slightly.
1: A little more chance of survivability.
0: Um, she injects him with something and throws him into a freezer. Right. Um, she makes a point of telling him he only has about 20 minutes before she can revive him, otherwise he's going to start to, you know, have tissue damage. This is important because as soon as she says this, Dambers appears, Agent Dambers appears, kidnaps Lucy, um, leaving Frank locked in the freezer.
1: Right. So- <laughs> Meanwhile, Frank is floating around.
0: Yeah, Frank gets a, Frank has his own body experience. He sees the light and obviously he skips it cuz you know, he's not planning on staying dead.
1: Right.
0: Sees the hooded ghost and follows ending up confronting him in the street. He was doing pretty well until a truck ran them both over. Right. Because the ghosts are semi, you know, they can pass through things, but sometimes things catch them off guard or whatever. Yeah,
1: like they're they're semi corporeal, right?
0: Um and this is also but Oh, go sorry. I almost scooped ahead too much. So Damers arrives at the cemetery. Now you see him with Lucy. He strips off his shirt, and he's got all kinds of like occult things carved into his chest.
1: <laughs> it's supposed to be this like profound moment too. Like he's meaning it to be this profound moment of I've done so much, and I, I believe I have these powers because I've I've been through so much and stuff. And it's it's really weird. he
0: basically gives the Bane speech from Batman Begins, but right. way crazier and less cool. Right. Because he's like, you know, he Frank thinks he knows what he's talking about, but I was born into this, and I did this. and He's cray-cray.
1: He's cray um,
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, while he's out front doing his little monologue, bad guys, you should never monologue. Right. Um, the police car starts up on its own and starts to back up with Lucy still in the back. She's
1: like, Frank, is that you?
0: <laughs> and it is Frank, it is who Frank. is promptly ripped out of the car by Sergeant Hiles. Yes. Who, again... Just not like Frank.
1: No, and he's like, what did he call him? He's like called him a skin bag or something.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Frank gets back to the car, j- away from Hiles, just in time to save Lucy again from the hooded ghost.
1: Right. Hiles gets chopped in half. Yes. And so he's got these big like machine guns, and he's which like, Frank shooting- actually
0: steals to
1: to shoot up the hooded ghost. Right.
0: Um. um so Lucy escapes to go to revive Frank. Meanwhile,
1: Frank is beating the shit out of the hooded ghost. Yes,
0: and this is where we find out because after he beats the living crap out of it, out of the hooded ghost,
1: he grabs like the ectoplasm that's like slinking away, and like like, yeah, oh yeah,
0: wails on it. And this is where, out of the goo that's left over, Johnny Bartlett's face comes out, right? And we get to see who the you know who this guy is. Frank gets Bartlett, and just as about just as as he's about to take. Frank gets his scythe and just as about I can't get this sentence out.
1: Just as he's about to take take care
0: of yes he is this close from ending the movie. The movie's done because he is about to take out Bartlett and what happens Lucy revives him and he gets sucked back into his body. Yes, Lucy at this point who still thinks Patricia is an abuse victim um, is worried for her and goes back to get her out of the house because now they know it's Bartlett they think Bartlett's going to come after Patricia.
1: Right.
0: She finds Patricia, fights with Patricia's mom, who leaves upstairs with Patricia following. A mm-hmm. uh, few minutes later, and it's not super long, Patricia comes back down and says, Mom's going to come. We, I talked her into it. She knows that Bartlett's back. She told her that he torments her. But while she's doing that from the audience perspective, we see her talking to Bartlett.
1: Yes. So uh, Lucy and...
0: is not aware of this just yet, but we can now see for sure. Patricia is working with.
1: She and Lucy starts to catch on that things are going wrong because Patricia is doing things like touching Johnny's yes, face. So and... The very next thing
0: is I, was, I had written down is Lucy catches on because Patricia is being weird. Like yeah. she's interacting with a ghost that, that Lucy can't see. So she's not really trying super hard.
1: Right.
0: Um, Lucy goes upstairs to find... To find her mother, and finds her dead. Right. Which, by the way, why did the mother not count? Hmm? On their body counts.
1: Oh, because the next it number wasn't... was
0: still forty-one.
1: Because it what? Even though it, she wasn't killed by Bartlett, though. She but was killed by Patricia. They
0: shared deaths in the You're flashbacks. Right. She killed some of them, and they were going to count. She was. They were going to let her kill Patricia, or we kill Lucy. Yeah, later. I just
1: I just think it's because Patricia did it all on her own. So, and he wasn't like part of the plan. I wondered that because the
0: number stayed at 41.
1: Right.
0: So she finds mom is dead, and Patricia, of course, shows up right behind her with a knife. Right. Um, Frank arrives to find Lucy fighting off Bartlett and Patricia. He jumps into the fight. And in that process, we find out that the urn that we saw earlier in Patricia's room that we, you know, she said it was her dad. Mm-hmm. Not her dad. No, it's it was Johnny's. Johnny um frank has the idea that to get rid of bartlett we're gonna have to get them ashes to consecrate right
1: we need to take him to consecrated grounds so lucy can
0: reminds him there's a chapel in the asylum because right? when you're dealing with an angry ghost where do you want to go
1: into a, a old, creepy
0: old asylum right with a violent past
1: a violent past from the ghost <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they run to the asylum proper looking for the chapel and Frank, Frank walks in and immediately finds himself basically reliving Johnny's killing spree. Yes, yes. So it's just like when we saw his wife die. He's like in the real world right now, but he's also flashing where he sees the things happening. Um, meanwhile, while that's happening, Agent Danvers is following. And behind him is Patricia. So it's like a line of people.
1: Yeah, and they're all coming after them.
0: Danders gets Lucy, but she gets away. She actually runs into the elevator. And heads to the fourth floor. Meanwhile, Hank, or Frank is hiding from Patricia who's hunting around for him. Frank loses Patricia, but finds Lucy is stuck in the elevator. Because she got to the fourth floor and it was all blocked up. Right. Gets the urn from her and almost gets to the chapel. Almost. But right at the last minute, Danders gets him, grabs the urn, and pours all the ashes out the window. Right. So now how are we going to get the dang ghost again?
1: Right, his Johnny Bartlett's <coughs> face is like as he's like Because at this point away. he's
0: still convinced that Frank is, like the, the the ghost is all just Frank's imagination and he's he's thinking he's going to kill the illusion like, oh, you think you need to get this a consecrated ground to get rid of the ghost? It's all in your head, and he pours it out.
1: Right.
0: Um. So, oh, this is a really cool scene actually. So Frank knows that, okay, you got Damers in front of him, and he's got Patricia behind him, and he's mm-hmm. stuck. And as he's kind of walking backwards, he feels like a little hole in the floor. And he times it just perfectly, where he steps through this hole right as Patricia's firing the shotgun. So Frank is cool, but Damners gets his head blown off, literally. Yes. Literally, his head is blown off. And they did a CGI of the ghost, so... His physical head's blown off, and it's a ghost head sticking out of the body.
1: <laughs> this is a cool effect too. I mean, it, you can tell it's dated if you go back and you watch it, but it's still a cool effect.
0: This was the infancy of, infancy of CGI. Yes, so.
1: yes, big time.
0: Um, Lucy at this point got herself free of the elevator. Finds Frank. Good news, he's not dead, even though he fell a four story, you know, four floors. Right. <laughs> he is pretty hurt, and now we finally see the the last piece of the puzzle. Which is Patricia carving the number into Frank's wife right as Bartlett kills him. so the 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 last little tiny proof of Patricia and Bartlett are working together
1: right and he saw that in his flashbacks as well like whenever they were going through the because fl- while Frank's having like going through this hospital and running away, he's having all the flashbacks of the the violent thing that happened there. And so as he's seeing Bartlett kill people and Patricia too, but he sees that she's also carving the numbers in their heads.
0: So she is actively.
1: Oh yeah, it has been from the beginning.
0: Um, so the fight continues because they, you know, this has been going on and off. This is this is the big climax. So it's a really lot, lots long
1: climax, you guys. It's really um, long.
0: In the process, Frank gets killed. And yes. just hold on, folks, because you know it's a movie. But for the moment, Frank is dead. And just as Patricia is about to kill Lucy, Frank rips her ghost like out of her body.
1: Right, her spirit just pulls her right out, which and starts going up the. Whether
0: her death or his death, one of their deaths triggers the light tunnel. It so, was,
1: it was his, I believe, because he pulled her while he was going up the corridor of lights.
0: So he's got her like in a bear hug, and she's being <laughs> dragged up to you know mm-hmm. wherever, and she's
1: screaming, Johnny. Johnny and he who follows. To let her go. right so he follows to try to get Patty.
0: so um Bartlett and Patricia get um, at this point they end up in what looks like what you're assuming is heaven the good place whatever you want to call it
1: that's and where Frank ends up because they're still in the well, corner
0: yeah well yeah they're they're in the corner but hold, hold on because Frank's there and you see Cyrus and Stuart and Stuart back and they look down at at Bartlett and Patricia who are still talking trash at this point they're like we're going back.
1: Yeah, we, we're gonna, we're gonna keep water. going. Uh, yeah.
0: Um, no, not so much, because now they're in the the afterlife purview of a giant worm monster. Is that? I mean, yeah,
1: the corridor turns from a corridor of light
0: to happiness. a
1: giant like
0: worm. And it looks
1: like an intestine almost, like but,
0: chains and stuff, like yeah, grabbing them. Very painful. Very clearly, they're yes. going not to, back to hockey
1: earth. sticks. Yeah.
0: Um, so, after all this, you know, Cyrus tells, tells Frank and Frank sees his wife too, but they all tell him it's not his time. And he gets sent right.
1: back. He gets sent back.
0: Where he and Lucy live happily every after.
1: <laughs> yes. There's a Though little Lucy bit more to the ghosts. end. She can now see ghosts too. There's a little bit more to the end, but basically that's the conclusion of the story.
0: Um, and wow, there was a lot going on in that movie. That took, yeah. that felt like it took like an hour.
1: It did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there was a lot going on in this film. Right. So that's the rundown, though. Uh, this was released in 1996, and I'm sad to say this because I love it so much. A financial uh, flop.
1: It was a financial flop because while it cost it like 26 million dollars to make it, it only made like 29 million. Seventeen,
0: 17 domestic.
1: Are you sure? I'm my off, numbers say differently?
0: I got 17 million domestic off a 26 million. Okay, R so budget. maybe
1: I'm going by. Um,
0: you might be looking at worldwide
1: worldwide world, worldwide right it was 26 million to make and it made 29.3 million worldwide
0: either way very much a box office bomb it's worth noting and this fact keeps coming up um, bad timing in this case the movie was supposed to be an october release for halloween
1: mm-hmm.
0: universal had a film fall through and they had to have something releasing in july and they said hey we like what you're doing with this film we're gonna release it now Right. So over over the productions and Jackson's explicit objections, they moved it to July, and it flopped. Because I, I do think he's right. I do think this would have been better. As
1: a, as a seasonal movie, right. Um, it, you're right.
0: It currently has the rating of 26% no. on Rotten Tomatoes. No,
1: no, 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 it does not. It has a rating of 67. Uh, no, ma'am. Yes, sir. I'm looking right at it. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. I'm looking right at it.
0: Which one are you looking at, audience or?
1: I'm looking at tomato meter, 67%. Audience meter, 71
0: I don't think that's right.
1: It is? I'm looking right at it.
0: Anyway, can I get on to the point? The point yeah, is so... not the, the percentage. The point is not the percentage. Um, <laughs> There are complaints. Um, all special effects, no story is thrown around. Um, Ebert calls it a frantic nonstop action, but he goes nowhere. Right. Right. Um, but where I want us to focus, and Monthulu got a little warning on this so she can prepare her thoughts, is on. Um, there's a lot of talk about the film should have been more comedy, less horror, or vice versa. In general, it seems like they weren't really feeling the comedy-horror split. And a lot more people than not were saying that this would have been better had Jackson stuck with a more horror feel like he had with his earlier work. And, and they, they
1: forgot to point out, though, and this is where I come in to talk about Peter Jackson, Peter Jackson's earlier work of horror movies were comedies. So this fits right into his trope. They were like, I wish you would have gone more. But have you ever seen, it's called Dead Alive. And actually it's called uh, Braindead was the name of the movie as he wrote it. Um, and it's a zombie flick. And it is campy as fuck. And I mean, it's got a huge cult following, but it's funny. It's It's funny. Most of his horror movies were funny. So... <laughs> There was, at least even if they were more serious at the end, there was a ton of comedy in them. So when people argue...
0: Outside of that, what I want you to expound on is, do you think this would have been a better movie had it been more serious?
1: No! I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect the way it is, because sometimes, especially in this type of horror movie, um, with the paranormal and stuff like that, if it's too serious, then it gets boring. Right? So it was. It had the perfect amount of, of humor and horror.
0: But personally, I agree. I just wanted to get the our horror expert, and Momthulu, in addition to being a co-host, is our horror movie expert. Ta-da! Um, I really enjoyed this film when it came out in the 90s, and as we found out when we watched it this week, it still holds up.
1: Still holds up. And there's so many people that agree. I was just on an episode with the Longbox guys, and I believe it was mike that said mike uh from the long box guys this was like on his top list of horror movies so it's loved by many
0: uh, us included us included <laughs> so we agree this is a good film um it is now time for fun facts
1: yeah let's hear them
0: you ready for some fun facts i am um this was the last time you see michael j fox in a leading man role in a movie yeah. And that was, this is right about the time he got diagnosed with Parkinson's. And that combined with the extremely long production of this film, it took six m- months. Mm-hmm. He was like, it's enough. I'm dealing I've with this enough. stuff. I don't want to be away from my family that much. So this was his last leading man role. He he still works in usually TV and voice work. Right. But this was it for that. Um, Second fun fact, Sergeant Hiles mm-hmm. was written as a parody of... E. And Lee Emery in Full Metal Jacket. They yes. could not find an actor who could play the role right. They <laughs> offered it to him, fully expecting him to turn it down. And he, he did, did not. That. So like, sure. Lee Emery is actually playing a parody of himself.
1: <laughs> That's great.
0: And doing it beautifully. Yes. Um, another fun fact, this was actually almost the Tales from the Crypt movie.
1: Tales from the Crypt movies are usually really good. Like, um, So it would have it would have been good as a Tales from the Crypt movie, but in order for it to be in one of those, they would have had to make it a little more serious. Yes. Yeah, because I mean, huh. Tales from the Crypt movies do have funny parts to them, like Bordello Blood had its campy, funny parts to it. Um, I won't say that Demon Knight did, because I don't think it did. I don't think that one was as campy and funny, but they would have had to make it a little bit darker for sure. Um,
0: in chat for some reason Kyle just told me to choke myself
1: yeah do it
0: not sure where that came from <laughs> a whole Friday while we're talking about dark films choke yourself perhaps right. I don't know maybe Kyle's a little lonely
1: I think Kyle might be loaded at this point
0: <laughs> it is possible he is in Idaho and it's still snowing there yeah Um. so yeah uh, it was almost a Tales from Crick movie Robert Zemakis who actually produced Mm-hmm. is the reason that it got pulled into its own full feature because he's like, no, this is good.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but that's it, guys. That's our show for the night. I Woo! do want thank you all for listening in. If you enjoyed the episode, do us a favor write a review or rate us. And if you watch on the YouTubes, give us a like. And a uh,
1: follow. And a subscribe. And Hit thanks, thanks for hanging out
0: because, like we said a second ago, this was a very involved film and doing the play-by-play on it took a long time. Oh, it's yeah, a Full yeah. Metal Jacket quote choke that's right that's right it is he's quoting liam <laughs> rey in full metal Jacket. i see i see i see um next week guys it's going to be our season one finale and we're going to be talking about star trek discovery with a couple guys from my charity gaming group because mom Fulu does not do star trek nope not only would she be useless on the episode she probably would not be defending it
1: all i would be doing is calling the aliens butt faces
0: so as we're closing up mom Fulu, where can the fine folks find you
1: You can find me every Monday on the Smith Rag. It is a podcast about horror movies. It is basically a gossip rag. We rag on horror movies, hence the name. So that's where you can find me. You can actually find me guest starring though on the Longbox Guys. They just released their latest episode. We were talking about horror movies there. So that's where you can find me. And sometimes on Laundry Day, I stream at twitch.tv slash momthulu. And then you can occasionally find me here. Actually, I would say probably about 90% of the time you'll find me on the Jester's board.
0: All right. So, again, that's our show. Um, that's where you can find Mom Pulu. Apparently, our patron, Kyle, you can find choking himself, not with his hand. No, no judgment here. No judgment.
1: <laughs> and loaded in Idaho.
0: And we will see you guys next week for what's going to be an awesome season finale talking about Discovery. Okay. Thanks, folks.
1: Peace out, bitches.